Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Going into Saturday's game against Colgate, February 24th, 1962, was the last time Colgate had beaten the Orange. Coming out of that very same game, February 24th, 1962 was still the last time Colgate had beaten the Orange. Not a big surprise there. We'll give you the good and the bad of that game. The 8-0 Georgetown Hoyas host their first real challenge against the Syracuse Orange. This coming Saturday, we'll preview that game for you. Let's go. Make some noise, Orange fans. It's time for the Juice Nation podcast with Sean and Joe. Give us a like on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Cuse Nation podcast. All right, what's up, Cuse Nation? Thanks for tuning in to episode 43 of the Cuse Nation podcast. We can be found on iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Play Music, and YouTube. So once again, I am Sean alongside my good buddy, Joe. Joe Wasabi, buddy. Wasabi. Oh, nothing. Starting to get cold out here in Virginia Beach, buddy. Yeah, think, down here too. I don't think we broke uh, like 30 degrees today. It's lovely. Yeah, nice little wind. <laughs> yeah, we are a little windy too. Um, yeah. So we are going to give you Colgate. We're going to give you Georgetown. Joe's got a little recruiting news to uh, for football um, that we will go over um, once we're done with that. And I lost all hearing in my left earphone, and I don't know why. Anyway, all right. So <laughs> Syracuse, our, our Colgate at Syracuse, okay? And it's still the same problems. 14 threes they, 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 they um, scored on us. 14. 14. Um, 40%. 40%. The Orange is the worst three-point three shooting team in the country. Um, <laughs> 28.5%. Mm. One of the worst. That's 331st out of 351 division teams, division one teams. Um, on the flip side, though, uh, the, the good, I guess, while not being able to defend the three and not being able to make the threes, Syracuse are uh, rebounding a whole lot better. The Orange is second best in offensive rebounding in the country, grabbing 41.6%. And also, in that rebounding and forcing turnovers, Syracuse ends up with about eight more possessions per game than its opponents so far this year, which is awesome. Um, They give up a lot of threes. Uh, They... they're stingy inside the arc. SU is allowing opponents a field goal percentage of only 41.6%. That's 13th in Division One, And, um, you know, the Orange comes up with a, with a steal on 13.9% of opponents' possessions. So, um, I don't know, yeah. dude. I, I Well, I mean, you know... It's it's good right now, and it's good that we have this this I wouldn't call it cushy, but we have this little bit of pad before conference play to kind of fix some of these things. But uh, what is the key 
going forward as far as you know are they going to be able to, are they going to be able to rely on offensive boards and rebounds and and even some of the turnovers to get them through games with on both sides of the three ball just being they suck they really suck both sides of that yeah what do you think oh i think that we're good enough on all those other stats that you named to be able to make up for really the bad you, you think you can make up well for... i mean right now right now right now we are I'm against, saying going against better teams yeah then okay I, I mean obviously we have to shore that up and even using Kansas as an example, um, I mean, one guy went off, and usually if a guy does something like that, especially with this team and, and kind of the offensive tr- problems that we have, then it's going to be difficult to beat real good teams like that. But as far as mediocre to average teams and teams with around about our talent, then I think that those stats, like you said, will be able to keep us in games and give us chances to win. So. But to, to, to get to where we want to be, obviously, those stats need to change. So I'm still all for just pushing out the 2-3 zone a little bit more. Um, yeah, keeping it, keeping it a, little, a little more loose. Yeah. Not well, and, and, you have to, and, and again, I think a lot of it has to do with experience and um, the younger players and just being able to, to play with your teammates and also, as the season goes on, being able to find the shooters – whether it's on fast breaks, whether it, you know, sometimes you got to know that you got to maybe not attack and run out on a three point shooter. If you know somebody down in the baseline is going to be wide open, if that guy's a better shooter, you kind of got to stay with the shooters, you know, find the guys and uh, let the not so good shooters shoot those threes or not shoot those threes. Um, Cause a lot of times they don't. So I think they just need to, to do better at that. And I think it's a lot of, a lot of it is going to get fixed with just um, more time and more experience playing with each other and playing in uh, D one uh, basketball playing against better competition. So uh, our, our opponents are taking advantage of this. So <laughs> yeah, well, of uh, course. They, they, uh, Syracuse opponents are taking a ton of three pointers. Uh, they are taking 49.2% um, of their shots are three-pointers, according to your, your boy uh, KP. Only yep. one other Division One team in the nation has more three-pointers taken against them. And it's just when you see it on tape, and you, I mean, you don't even need to look at tape. You just know now that how do you expose Syracuse? You take a ton of three-pointers. And if you right. can get hot, you know, um, it, uh, what's his name? Then Graham from Kansas. Graham, yep. Um, and Colgate got hot too, hitting fourteen. So, yep. so it's going to have to be something that they they're going to need to make an adjustment out at the arc. They're going to have to not collapse so easy. And we've been we've we've said these things. I know it's you know it's a whole lot easier to say than it is to do, but it needs to be fixed before conference yeah. play. I mean, it's got to get fixed. Well, I mean, and, and also... It's got to get better. At, it's got to get better. I, I yeah. just wanted to see it get better. It doesn't even have to right. get fixed, totally. Well, I mean, I think it's pretty obvious that they're not going to be an all-time three-point shooting team or an offensive right. team. But if you can shore it up on defense, that sure would help. Um, I mean, Bayham's always said it. You know, he wants to dare teams to shoot the three, live and, live and die by the three. I mean, you can pull some great upsets against some good teams. I mean, not every, not every good team is a good three-point shooting team. You know what I mean? I mean, Duke really isn't a good three-point shooting team, but they're tall. They're lengthy. They kind of do the same thing that we do, um, obviously, minus two, three zone all the time. But that's the way I look at it, is you can be a bad team but still have good three-point shooters to keep it close, like a Colgate. 
Yeah. And um, what, what were they three and five? I mean, if you move the ball yeah. around and you get and you have the patience, we didn't necessarily play great on offense in the first half. No. And then they all. got within six, I believe, in the second half. So I mean, we still won by fourteen. So, but again, Colgate's not going to be the everyday opponent when it comes to ACC play. So, again, like you said, it's got to get better. But also, you can you can get great wins by lulling teams into shooting threes, and if they're not hitting them, then you know, it's, it's good for us. So, yeah. Uh, O'Shea Brissett, Brissett continues to impress. Um, he led the team pretty much through that game. I think, um, scoring 20 points, uh, seven for 12. He also grabbed, uh, a huge rebound, um, with just a few minutes left as Colgate tried to close that gap. Tyus battle again, obviously 24 points. Um, he scored 15 of them in, in the first half. So, and once yeah. he, when he gets when he pulls those mid range jumpers too, and he's in that zone, and they don't always look. You're always you know kind of on the edge of your seat about the shot, but then it just it's, it goes. Yeah, I mean, that's just the kind of shooter he is, which is impressive. Yeah. Um. So other than that, I mean, you know. Well, I think what you said moving forward. I mean, and then this isn't really about Colgate as much as it is just a team, but you have to kind of use the statistics that you that you laid out there to your advantage. Uh, I read somewhere this week that um, Syracuse is the tallest team as far as average height that plays and as far as minutes goes in the country. Yeah, in the nation, yep. Right. So, I mean, what's our weaknesses? Our weaknesses guarding, guarding, the, three. guarding the three. But what is our strengths? Our strengths it, is rebounding. Our strengths is our length. So we have to spread that out a little bit more, take away the threes. And, and, and as far as offense goes, you watch Battle, Howard, O'Shea Brissett. Those guys can take it to the hoop. They can, like we talked about with Kansas, I felt this team cannot settle for jump shots. This team has to attack, has to go to the hole. O'Shea Brissett, that's yeah. where he needs to be. He's not a great yeah. three-point yeah. shooter right now in his career, and that's where we need to go. We need to attack the basket, and we, if we're not shooting threes at a good percentage, then why are we taking them? And I, don't, so, I don't have the stat in front of me for overall for the season. My bad for even mentioning it. But as as you say that, I'm just thinking, you go in there, drive, and, and draw the foul if you can. Draw the foul, uh, get to and, the lane, get, and, be and aggressive. Be aggressive. Because when you do that, then you get players in foul trouble, and it forces like they've done to teams us. to back off a little <laughs> bit, you know? Yeah. So. Um, when, get, it, when it comes down to it, we need to use our strengths to our advantage to help what our weaknesses are. And right now, I think that just our team's just learning to do that. If, so if we can, and, work we're, on, and we're young again, we're young. Yeah, right? it's not like a team like last year where we had guys we knew were going to be taking the shots, and you had the seniors come in. It's completely different. So, I mean, guard, if we can guard the three, let's start by guarding the three and being right. a little bit better on defense against the three, and we'll worry about shooting it after because, like you said. Um, the bread and butter's in the lane right now, and it's just when they get going with that and they press, and um, you know they play up tempo, they're really they're they're really doing a good job. I mean that's right. that's their strong suit so far in offense this year. Yeah. Um, well, and again, but you said though too. I mean, we are up there in offensive rebounds. Oh, so as yeah, much as as much as when yeah. you look at the three point stat as far as our shooting and everything. I mean, you read it. We we offensive rebound forty one percent of mix of missed shots. So that's kind of a skewed little. Just because we missed a three doesn't mean that we didn't score. It doesn't mean that we didn't get a second chance opportunity. Um, so again, that could be a, a skewed stat that might look like it hurts us a little bit more than it does. But because of our offensive rebounding 
because of our steals and the fast break points, points off turnovers, those kind of things, they, it can be hidden. You know, you can, you can get by with that kind of percentage when you're doing those kind of things on the side. Yeah, but as far those, as as far as on defense is giving up that percentage, that's that's something that's got to be fixed without a doubt. All those stats are a little bit skewed, I think, just because of the the comp. Some of it's the competition. Competition, some absolutely. Some yep. of it's it's just early in the year, but um, as of right now, those are. I mean, that's a fact. Those are facts of steal every, yeah. every steal every fourteen possessions. I mean that's pretty decent. So right. and and they're lengthy and they get, they were getting in there when they first started playing UConn. I thought that was going to be a blowout because they were just so disruptive, and yeah. and with their arms and everything and just again just, just, it takes a little while for teams to does. get used to it. You're right, you know? they got to just develop their chemistry. Right. So all right, and that's why I say we got to just come out on offense and start just being aggressive. Just get is what get try to get people with some fouls. Try to get early points, even if it's from the charity stripe. Come out aggressive because you know that those first eight to ten minutes, that's going to be the team feeling you out and feeling your defense out and trying to figure out how to score. So I see see a lot of games this year, unless a three-point shooter comes out hot early, I see a lot of games where we can take advantage of, you know, getting a lead while the team's trying to figure us out and us being aggressive and, and just getting points on the board. And that's, like, again, something that we've struggled with. In the beginning of the season, especially against you know lowly opponents, so um, you know like like we said, what is it, um, February twenty fourth, nineteen sixty two? We have not been beaten by Colgate since then. Joe, give me your grade for the Orange against Colgate. In the end, it was fourteen point win. I'm I'm happy with that. It closed yeah. up. I wasn't happy about that. It was a slow start. I ex- I especially wasn't happy about that, but I was totally expecting it because that's right. how we play. So give me your grade for. For that game, nah, C. Yeah, I, you're yeah. a little bit nicer than, or I'm a little bit nicer than you. I was, I was thinking maybe B minus, but yeah, I mean, just, just didn't control that game. That's a game they just got to control from start to finish and just put it away early. Yeah, that, they that, controlled it in points, but when you play yeah, teams but, like that, you can't mess around. You yeah, got the height advantage. No, yeah, go, totally. go to your strengths. Totally. Get the lead, take it over, get those walk-ons in there at the end of the game, and get out of there. You know exactly, exactly. So, um, let's see. At eight and one, uh, we've already started receiving votes for the AP in the USA Today coaches poll. Two in the AP, ten in the US Today uh, coaches poll. Um, so, if we can continue to win non-conference. It's possible to be ranked before ACC play. I believe that's a complete possibility if we keep doing what we're doing. If we, yep. if we are, Joe, if we're ranked before ACC play, do we, do we get prepared for the uh, Syracuse isn't that good? They haven't, they haven't even played anybody yet. They've barely left the dome, blah, blah, blah. The same old chants from the same old people. What do you think? Uh, there's always going to be haters and trolls out there, so there's going to be people saying that. It's way too early. So I don't even know why like Joel Lenardi does bracketology and the, the oh, rankings is he now. Just, really? The rankings. Yeah, oh, yeah. He's got us as like one of the last four in or something like that. So, but I mean, it's it's ridiculous to even to even look at that kind of stuff. You know, um, people that say it. I mean, they can say it. It's not going to get me all up in arms because it's way too early. No, anything but there's, can, there's anything so many can happen. Haters. You know what I mean? I'm not really worried about it. The rankings go as basically teams win and lose. So exactly, um, not so, really too worried about it. Man. Look at Georgetown; they're undefeated. So it, it, Georgetown has not played anybody. 
either. No, nobody. nobody. By according to Ken Pomeroy, they've played the the, the easiest non conference schedule in Division One basketball. Three fifty one out of three fifty one. Which so. is which is exactly um what I was thinking, but it was a great segue into this, Joe. We're going to DC to play the Hoyas. Um you know, they do have they do have one guy and his name escapes me because you're the pro at this, and I hand, that's why I hand this to you right now. So <laughs> tell me, tell me, Joe, about Georgetown. What do we got to look for? What do we got to do? And can we win? Um, Georgetown, actually, all time we lead the series 49 to 43, but Georgetown's on a two game winning streak of beating us the last two games, or last two years, I should say. Um, John Thompson, <laughs> the third, got fired last year. Uh, and actually, their head coach now is um, Patrick Ewing. Yeah. So, yeah, it's his uh, first year. Uh, and another little fact, a little tidbit to throw out there, uh, Syracuse, the former Syracuse basketball player, Lewis Orr, and uh, he used to coach Seton Hall. Um, he is actually the assistant coach uh, for Georgetown as well. Um, but they, after John Thompson the third got fired – they lost, well, three players to graduation, a player to uh, a transfer to SMU, a guy went to the draft, and another guy got released from the program. So they had a lot of turnaround, but their strengths are kind of, I mean, they, they have some size. Um, Jesse Govan, I believe, the center, 6'10", junior, he's averaging 21 and 13. That's been their guy um, pretty much all year. He's most of the games he's led uh, in scoring. Um, they also he also they also have a, a forward Marcus Derrickson, six seven junior, who's averaging thirteen and a half point seven rebounds. Uh, their other f- uh, forward who starts um, is a freshman six seven Jamarco Pickett, and then they have the two guards. Uh, one's a senior, leads the team in uh, assists. Point guard Jonathan Mulmore, and uh, the other guard is six six junior Caleb Johnson. Uh, who averages 12.5 points. Uh, and they only really have two guys that come off the bench, a freshman and a sophomore, 6'3 guards, um, Blair and Mosley. But um, they really only go seven deep. But with their height, they could pose some problems. And um, I know that Patrick Ewing was a big man coach in the um, NBA. And obviously he was a center, played for Georgetown, all that. Everybody, Anybody who's an SU fan knows who he is. So um, Govan, he, uh, the center, he only averaged 10 points last year. He's up 21 so that's I amazing. can only assume that that's kind of has a lot to do with it. So, but again, we don't really know what we're going to see. Um, they did lose some good players that um, otherwise would have been there. That would have been some of their better players. Um, and like you said, though, because of their schedule, uh, you really don't know how good they are. So I know they're undefeated. Um, they're, they've played seven other eight games have been home against pretty much nobody's um, and then they had a road game against Richmond, who was the closest game. I think they won by like six or eight. So don't think, really know what to expect. But it's a um, quick trip. It's just a quick trip, though. DC to yeah. Richmond. Yeah, right down ninety-five. Yeah, N- not a problem. But still, um, <laughs> nonetheless, it was a road game. I mean, That's the Richmond road game. Spiders. Come the on. Richmond Spiders. Come on. So I, I don't know. I mean, they're tall. Their big man's good, but at the same time. He's not just posting up man to man against another center. He's got his zone and people around him. And um, how are they? Yeah. How are they behind the arc? That Joe. That's what we need to know. I think around the arc, they have some guys that can go off. 
Uh, really? Caleb okay. Johnson can shoot some threes. Uh, even their big guys can can shoot a little bit. There's a couple guys that got some green lights, like Govan. I know that he can shoot. Uh, I don't think he shoots a lot, but um, yeah, they got some guys, man, that can definitely definitely shoot. Uh, and it's Syracuse, so usually it's that one you know unknown guy that only plays 16 minutes that only averages four points a game that's going to hit six threes against us. He's the plant. It's the plan. <laughs> so game. I don't, I don't, I don't know. You can only imagine that they're going to go ahead and try to use our weakness against us, which is you know guarding the three pointers. But everybody's doing it. Everybody's doing it. You can't. You, right. you have to expect they're going to try. The only right. thing you can do is disrupt them early and make them make them. Um, right. You know, try to shoot from inside or down the lane or something. So all right. Well, I mean, if, and from what I've read, I don't. I don't know 100% what their uh, three-point percentage is for the season. From what I've read, it could be better. There's a couple guys that they expected more out of. But um, there's a, a big turnaround, like I said, with the coaching change that usually happens. But also, all the teams that they've played, they don't that those teams don't play two-three zone like we do, and they don't have the height that we do. So, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, with the worst non-conference schedule or the easiest non-conference schedule as, as, as up-to-date, uh, I'm really not concerned with what their percentage is because they really played nobody even comparable to us. So as far as defensively and height wise, so we're just gonna have to wait and see. It's gonna be a big game of unknowns, but obviously a lot of history with the players and the coaches and stuff like that. So yeah, old rival, and of course, if you've been a Syracuse fan for more than five minutes, you hate Georgetown. So um, <clears throat> yes, right. sir. Well, let's just go through. And one of my good buddies is a Georgetown fan. So, and I'm, I'm sorry. A, and I'm a Raiders fan and he's a Chargers fan. We're like buddies, but arch nemesis too. So, um, that's always fun. We, we used to go out for that game, but <sighs> drunken fist fights. Yeah. But then they switched to the ACC. We haven't really done that much. Good. Um, so <laughs> yeah, no kidding. So, all right, let's take a look at the power rankings for the ACC as they has, have them listed on Syracuse.com. And we're just going to breeze through these. Um, we'll do this more once. Um, once conference play starts, or it's coming it matters. Closer. Yeah, once it matters. <laughs> but they got Pitt at 15, Georgia Tech at 14, Wake Forest at 13, Boston College at 12. Boston College just beat Duke, by the way. Um, yep. And this is after that game. Uh, North Carolina State at 11, uh, Clemson at 10, Syracuse at 9, inside the top 10, Louisville mm-hmm. at 8, uh, without Patino, Florida State at 7, 6 is Virginia Tech. Five UVA, four Notre Dame, North Carolina at three, Miami at two, the Hurricanes, and of course Duke at uh, the top slot in first place. So, you know, that St. Francis game, 124, they scored 124 points. Who? Um, Duke. Duke? Oh, yeah, yeah, I didn't see that, but. 124 to 67. Yeah, St. Francis, he was a good guy. <laughs> yeah, he's a good guy. When they only play against a lot one of player. Points. I don't care who you're playing. That's a lot of points. You know, Duke's five versus one guy, St. Francis. <laughs> I know he was a right. saint, but come on. Hey, did, but basketball wasn't even invented yet. I know, right? Well, dude, how about <laughs> how about that? Um, oh, I know you were late getting to it, but you got to watch the end, right? The Boston College Duke game. 
No, I didn't. Oh, actually. you didn't? Okay, because that was a really. I was good busy. Game. I I got to see the end of the first half. I didn't get to see the second half. So okay, that was a really but, really good game, man. Uh, I'm not really gonna say nothing because we lost to them last year too. So oh <laughs> oh yeah, without a doubt. But that's an early loss, first conference game. No, oh, and that's an early conference game too because yeah. most likely there's not gonna be too many conference games going on for another month. So I mean, currently, if you look at the conference standings, Duke's in last place, and it's gonna be like that for like the next month. <laughs> but you know obviously like we said it doesn't matter yeah. I mean, no, you it have doesn't miami. Matter. miami at two i mean don't get me wrong i think miami's a good team but number two right now I, everything gets rated as as their schedule goes i haven't looked at miami's schedule but i know they're undefeated so yeah uh, i don't know as we go on There's like i said four undefeated teams left in d1 right because right now the rankings and the standings and all that kind of stuff bases itself on nine, nine conference play, but only until it comes down to resume time for NCA does your nine conference really matter when it comes down to it. Yeah, no, uh, not if you play it right. So, all right, well, all right, that's it for basketball, Joe. Yes, sir. You got some, you got some uh, recruiting news for football, though. So give it to us. Yeah. Oh well, it's been a big week really um from friday last friday till now we've gotten um four commits um one of them andre cisco he is uh the number 73 safety in the class a three-star defensive back um he announced on friday and then uh trey ellison three-star linebacker he flipped his commitment from smu to syracuse i believe it was on saturday and i think the same day um, a junior college, he was the number 32 junior college rank. Like junior college, they do rankings based upon all of the positions. And uh, he was the number, he's the number 32 junior college player um, this year. And he's a linebacker, 6'2", 240. So he's got the size and it seems like he's uh, ready to go. And um, then we actually got a, a lineman, um, Carlos Vetterello, uh, another three-star lineman that, um, that signed as well. So we have four guys, uh, brings our recruiting class up to, uh, 18 recruits. And it actually brought on a two, uh, two, four, seven sports, uh, their, con- their composite rating. We are actually have the number 37, um, recruiting class in the nation for next year for 2018. So that's the best that we've been. That's, that's the highest we've been ranked, um, since we joined the ACC and probably since around, I want to say 2001. So, that's awesome. And, yeah, and also um, and a couple transfers to announce. Um, and a lot of these are the graduate seniors and some guys that are just uh, kind of like um, leftovers from Schaefer, and they just know that they really don't fit in the system and they're just not going to get any playing time. But um, defensive backs, uh, Davon Ellison, Jawan Dowells, and Cordell Hudson all uh, plan to transfer. And then uh, D tackle Caden Samuels is also transferring, so that opens up some recruiting or uh, some uh, scholarships for our recruiting class next year. And um, I think with 18 recruits now, I think we have uh, four more available, give or take one or two. So it'll be interesting to see what he does. I'm sure he's got the priority recruits, and I know the early signing period. There's an early signing period. It's like four days long in December, so it's going to be interesting to see who signs and gets it out of the way and what happens until signing day back um, up to February 4th. So, yeah, I mean, I was excited for next. For, I mean, not that I'm rushing it cause we got all summer, but I was excited yeah. for 
next year's football team and and just to see because you know Dungy's a senior and right um you know those types of warriors <laughs> i don't yeah. know how to describe he's him. a warrior he's definitely if, as long as he's healthy he's going to be starting next year yeah so. I, I, they don't come around very often um, no, and he might not be an NFL quarterback, but he's a hell of a college quarterback. So yeah. Um, speaking of, uh, I don't know. Should I mention it? Nah. I post, nah, I posted nah. it. I posted it. It's it's nah, it's nah, at QStationPodcast.com. Nah. Alleged. We'll just we'll just keep it at allegedly and wait till we get a little bit more information. How about that? Let's let's not be like the media and just oh, jump to jump oh, to an allegation. Gosh. You know, you'll see what I'm um, talking about if you go to the podcast. Uh, the podcast. Yeah, Facebook yeah, page. yeah. But hey, I also though I would um, never have gotten into that just for the record. I, I know I said SU quarterback and that was it. I know I get it. But um, <laughs> there's a video on Twitter, <laughs> and um, they had a video. It was Tommy DeVito. They had something set up, and it was like there's a trash can in, um, in the like the far left part of the end zone, and there was like a, a dummy that um, was a little bit more to the right, and then. Um, he threw a ball at the field goal post. It was funny, man. Three in a row. He took the ball, threw it, knocked over the trash can. Next ball, threw it. You're talking hit, about Dungey? No, DeVito. Oh, DeVito. Tommy DeVito, oh, yeah. Okay. yeah. He yeah, was yeah, the yeah, yeah. four-star, you know, yeah. next guy on campus. Pretty much everyone expects him to take Dungey's spot, be the backup quarterback next year because he redshirted this year. But um, knocked over the trash can in the first ball. Second ball comes out, hits the dummy. And then uh, the third one comes out, and he hit the horizontal part of the crossbar and knocked it up. And it, I don't know, it just showed a little bit of accuracy in, in something that, you know, as you a like football that. fan. You like that? You see that? <laughs> and you kind of get excited, you know, because he yeah, came definitely. in with a lot of hype. And there's a lot of people that, I mean, we had Ambed Atao last year with Dungy. Then he got hurt, and we saw what happened with Ishmael and Irv. You know, last two years we've had three record-setting um, receivers and Dungy has been a record-setting quarterback as long as he's been healthy. So, True. you know, just to see what's going to come next, you know, um, it just makes fans, at least like me, excited. So, oh, yeah, know. I'm I, excited. We can probably get it and share it on the uh, Facebook page and oh, yeah, you know, definitely. see, That's see what idea. the fans think about think it's, about it, you know. It's on so. YouTube. We'll post that up there. All right. So, all right, episode 43 in the books. We appreciate you listening. If you could... Go to facebook.com forward slash Q's Nation podcast and give us the big old thumbs up on there and like the Facebook page. Uh, any final thoughts, Joe? No, sir. Hoya no. suck. Hoya so suck. Hopefully, yeah. We got to um, win hope- this game because. Well, yeah. Just to- I think we do. Um, they have the size, though, so yeah. Um, we'll just see what happens. Like I said, I just I don't know what to expect because it's always a nerve wracking game, and just because right. of the circumstances, it's just always um, one of those ones that you get a little sweaty palm, like like my brother Ryan. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> but we've we've seen what we've done. I mean, Kansas made a little run. Had a guy that went off for thirty six against us, Devontae Graham, one of the better players, that, um, you know, in the country. Um, but we we played the UConn in, in, in Maryland and beat them. And true, Maryland was a uh, tough one too. Yeah, I mean they're not. Look, they're not like the Maryland of Juan Dixon back in the day. Maryland ACC Maryland and UConn obviously isn't the Big East UConn. That was from a back good early day. test though, man. That was a well, good, exactly. That's what I mean compared to what Georgetown's done. Yeah, that's why Georgetown it's, it's hard is, to. They haven't done squat. Well, but it's hard to gauge because I well, mean I, I you, know, can, you but, can you can say that they haven't done squat, but they're undefeated. Well, they haven't played squat. So. How's that? <laughs> 
Exactly. That's probably a better way to say it. Yeah, but you're right. All at right. the end of the day, I think as long as we can, um, as long as I don't got a guy that goes off on threes, I think we'll be all right. Yeah. Well, we will see. It's a twelve thirty game on Saturday, right? Twelve thirty. Yes, sir. All right. Cool. All right. Well, that's it. Episode forty three in the books. Appreciate it. Uh, for Joe, I am Sean. We're out. See you next time. Peace. You just heard the Cuse Nation podcast with Sean and Joe. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset, hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery.
CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.